Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Kingdom Perspective. I'm your host, Brother Calvin Calhoun, and today we want to talk about purpose and worship. Purpose and worship. Um Let's go ahead and um, first start off in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this early morning prayer. Father, thank you for seeing letting us see a day that we've never seen, a day we've never seen again, but a day that you've always been in, a day you've been in, because you are eternal. Now, Father God, let us go by your place. Let us hear by your word, Father God. For those sinners who don't know you in the fire in their sins, Father God, we ask that you reveal yourself through your sons, Father. And, Father God, for the sons that just need to continue to have a better relationship with you, Father God, we pray that your glory is made manifest. Father God, we repent and turn from our wicked ways. Father God, forgive us for any sins that we know and don't know about it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, today I want to talk about purpose and worship. And when we talk about purpose and worship, there's been some confusion within the body of Christ about how purpose and worship actually work hand in hand, but the order in which they should happen. If we look at what worship is today, worship can be find, defined as a middle way. You can worship God a number of ways, and I do believe that is true, but there's still a foundation of worship that we are to uphold, and from that foundation of, of worship, our worship is not tainted, it's absolutely pure. But the problem that many have in the Bible Christ is that what we know as worship is we know as extremely slow song, very moving, almost like a ballad. Um, and those who are in music understand like a love ballad, very slow, very moving. People's hands are raised and, and yet those those can be performed. But the problem that we're having now is that many people can do this, raise their hands, the yada, and they can, if they can be in the mood and, and feeling all of this, and guess what? Their worship is still marred. It's still not. Why? Because the problem is they're worshiping from their circumstance and not from their identity. Let me, let me rewind that statement and let me say it again. They are worshiping from their circumstance and not their identity. So in other words, there's an order to which worship should happen. And the reality is, is that many people are worshiping um, are worshiping God and they're not aligned upon it. Now listen to me. God knows the men who are immature, he, he, he lets certain things go. But then there are those of us who the word has come to who should be maturing. And God doesn't let that go. God said, all right, it's time for you to grow. It is time for the body of Christ to grow. And what we know is worship now, we need to clarify and get all of the external garbage and the lukewarmness out of it because it is being marred. People are not really having a real encounter with the Holy Spirit. They are not realizing the type of worship Christ is looking for. So, what we have to do, we have to align it properly again. What is the alignment? We need to align it by 
first getting our identity right. We have to go to Genesis one twenty six. Okay? Genesis one twenty six. Now let let me be very clear about what's about to be read and understand. What I am saying is this. Our worship needs to be from our identity as being sons of God. In other words, we must be secure in our sonship that our worship is aligned properly with heaven, that when we worship and we give praise to the Lord, heaven and earth is aligned properly. Remember, heaven and earth meet in the corporate body of Christ. That's the converging point. So what happens in heaven manifests itself through the corporate sun in the earth. But look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And actually, I'll read the whole thing uh, up until verse number 28. It says, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fishes, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created, created, I'm sorry, man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for me. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creeps upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for me. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, when you look at this, there's something that you need to consider. And when the Lord showed me this, I kind of fell out because it, 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 was, it was pretty awesome. Do you notice that nowhere in the design and the creation of man is worship as his purpose? Listen, nowhere in that scripture is the design of man, where the purpose of man is to worship God. No, the purpose of man locked in that scripture, that is why God, he is telling you why he created man. He created to be in his image and likeness. That's the sonship. That's the exact representation of him. And then he says, let them have dominion. So he extends the kingdom of God. He extends this rulership from heaven to earth through the Shalaya principle, through the exact representation, through his son that he has placed on the earth. And he said, let them have a silica. Let them have dominion. So let them have what? Rulership. So we must have rulership. That is why you were created. That is your purpose, to rule. You are destined and created to be his son and to rule. As your father rules in heaven, so shall you rule on the earth. And when you rule, the creation sees, the creation sees the creator within you. Now, let's go back and look at this. If that's the purpose, then why then why would God tell us that we need to worship him in spirit and in truth? Because because of the fall 
And because carnality was introduced, when God brings Christ, when Christ comes and he reconciles us by Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen and twenty says we were he was in Christ reconciling the world back to himself. In other words, there was a position in the garden that Adam had with God that he was one with God. We when we were created, we were created to be one with our heavenly Father. It wasn't supposed to be lonely me and great him. No, we were created to be in oneness. This is why Jesus would pray in John 17. He would say what? As we were one, so shall they be one with us. Them and us, we, I am in you. That's Jesus saying, I am in the Father and they in us. So there's a oneness that you have to understand. Um, you have to understand oneness to understand how this worship is to be true. But note it says you worship in truth and in spirit. So in other words, you can actually worship outside of truth and spirit because he defines worship as truth and spirit. We know truth is a person. We know truth is Christ. But notice that in truth, in Christ, in spirit, in Christ. That means we must learn to worship as a son. But notice worship is what we do. It is not why we were created. Worship brings us back to our purpose. Come on. I'm hoping you're getting this. I'm hoping you're getting this because when you start seeing it from this perspective of being worship, being what we do and not who we, what, and not our, our purpose for creation, then our worship is clarified. Our worship becomes more pure. It's not dictated by our circumstances. It is dictated because of who we are and who we are being changed, glory to glory. Notice this is what God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So this is why it's so important that we repent daily. We repent daily. We, um, we allow God to show us our blind spots, the blind spots of our lives where we where the enemy is using those those hidden spots, and we're doing a teaching on that in our household, to attack us and to hold us hostage. And the light of Christ must be shown on those blind spots. But when the light of Christ is shown on those blind spots, you repent from those blind spots and you adjust yourself accordingly. But this is why we must ever be in a position of changing and evolving. We're not, no one stays the exact same way, even if you look at our natural lives. We go from being a a baby out of the womb to an old man or an old woman. But in that whole process, there's an ever-changing um, reality. Your body is ever-changing. So as sons of God, in our process of maturity, we are to be what? Ever-changing. It's an ever-changing. So as God continues to shine his light on our lives and show us the errors of our ways, and encourage us through his word and build us up by his grace, we then can grow to be like Christ, not just in image but in likeness because the character of a son is where the glory is being seen in the earth. You can have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and no one can see Christ in you. You can, you know, and what, 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 what gets me is this. No one thinks that's possible. 
But that is very much possible. A lot of people don't think that's possible. Because why? They they believe, well, I got the indoor and people use their words. They believe just saying I got the Holy Ghost is good enough. That's not good enough because he says you were created in our image and after our likeness. And then he tells you where the likeness goes. He says, Let them have dominion. Let them have rulership in the earth. So in other words, when we are like our Heavenly Father, we will exhibit dominion. We will exhibit a, a, a rule over the creation. That is why it says in Romans that the creation waits eagerly for the manifestation, for the appearing. That's why there ain't no rapture. For the appearing of the sons of God. That's why there's no rapture. Because the creation, wait, it says that what? The creation has been subject to oppression because of man, because of Adam when he fell, subject, subjugated the rule of the earth to the enemy. And so now the manifestation of sons sets the creation free from the oppressive tyranny of the enemy and said that the creation is delivered into the liberty, the freedom of the sons of God. Because we know that sons who rule righteously, their rulership produces Righteousness, peace, and joy in the earth. Psalm 82 tells us that the foundations of the earth are out of course. It tells us to do justice, uh, to do justice by, um, uh, uh, let me look at Psalm 82 and tell you, because it's, it's a beautiful passage. I really don't want to mess this up by paraphrasing it. Uh, Psalm 82, it says, there you go. It says what? How long will you judge the unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Now, watch what he tells you to do. This is how you do justice. People really, really get a marred definition of justice. But now God's going to tell you how to do justice to the afflicted and the needy. It says deliver the poor and the needy. Rid them out the hands of the wicked. They know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, now the Lord is speaking, you are God. Now, look at that, little God, little G-O-D-S. You know, if you, I'm a junior, so <laughs> people will call me. My, my, I'm Calvin Calhoun Jr. My dad, of course, is Calvin Calhoun Sr. So everybody, when they would see me, they would say, you're little Calvin. You're little Calvin. So in other words, when they look at me, they see my father. So that's why they call me <laughs> Little Calvin. But look, it says, you are God, little God. And all of you are what? Children of the Most High. You are the son of God. You've got to start at your purpose for your worship to be aligned properly. That's why it says what? We worship in spirit, oneness with God. And in truth, those are the true worshipers. Jesus said he's looking for what? True worshipers. So they're the worshipers that are actually lying. And Jesus tells us about them. He says in their last days, many will say, have we prophesied your name? We've done all these things in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's a very 
dangerous, dangerous thoughts from the standpoint that all these people thought they were doing the right thing. But he called them workers of iniquity. And he says, what, depart from me, I never what? The, the key word in there is I never knew you. Knew you points to I never had a relationship with you. You did all these things in my name, but I never had a relationship with you. There are a lot of people who are doing a lot of things in Jesus' name, but Jesus has no relationship with them. This is why we must come back to the heart of our purpose and understand that we are created to be sons. And from sons, we can worship in spirit and in truth. And our worship is simply conforming to the image. How do we conform to the image? Jesus says, if you love me, then you will obey my commandments. See, not everything is about doing because our faith gives us access, but our obedience provides the manifestation. That's why it says faith without works is dead because no one can see nothing. Christ, the, the Father desires to be visible on the earth, but he can only be visible on the earth through a son who is, who is obedient and becoming the exact representation of who he is. In other words, he is representing the name of his Father well. See, all, see but it all comes back to a proper order of, of being. Meaning that, one, you know that you're a son. Know that you are a king and a priest. Know all of those things. But, and better yet, let me use a better term than just son. You are a firstborn son. And, boy, we will talk about firstborn a little bit later. Please understand, you are a firstborn son. You are very, very special in the earth. But you are a firstborn son. And from that identity, you then worship you worship knowing who you are. Your worship takes on a whole new meaning because then when you see people the way that God sees them and you conform to the image of your heavenly Father, you are now a true worshiper. Now, am I downplaying? Now, when you do that, when you're living as a son and you're, you understand spiritual warfare, you understand spiritual authority, let me tell you something. When you sing that song and your life is aligned with its purpose, your worship when you sing and lift your hands, it is true because the life that the, the, the son that's singing it, their life is aligned properly with the one whom they represent. I'm telling you this as a musician, and I tell you this this quick, quick, quick story, and then I'm going to end this message. I I played piano for um, my, my home, my old home church, um, New Zion in Tallahassee. And I played piano, man. I, I was I, I was really blessed to have that opportunity for about uh, fifteen years, fifteen, sixteen years. And I would play, and and I was faithful to it. I was faithful to it. I would come to church every second and fourth Sunday, have choir rehearsal every second and fourth Saturday. I miss a couple here and there, but overall, I was teaching the songs, try to get them to learn it give them to sound good, make them feel excited, do all these things. But the sad part is, first, I wasn't aligned properly in my identity. So my idea of worship was, my, like many, we play this slow song. He is Lord, um, all these other slow songs. And 
we can worship God because it's a slow song. But when it's a fast song, we can praise God. And that's just where we were. That is where many are still are, but that's our perception of praise and worship. Praise being the fast song, worship being the slow song. It wasn't until I stepped away from the institutional church and began to walk in my sonship that I began to look back and say, wow, I was off. I was off by a mile. And it's not, it, it, we can lift up our hands and we can praise God and worship God, but it is more important that your life is aligned properly with the Father that when your worship is giving up, when you're giving up your worship and praise, there's an open heaven over, and, and God's grace can flow down, his rank can flow down, um, his blessings can flow down. There is a true move of God in that place. But it begins with alignment. You know, if something's out of line in the car, the car, the car is not going to start. Everything has to be what? Aligned. So in other words, we must first come back to purpose. Why were you created? You were created to rule. You were created to represent. You were created to reign. That's what you were created for. You were created to be his son. You were created to extend, to be an extension of him in the earth. You were created to rule righteously. That's what you were created for. Worship. Worship. Learning how to worship in truth and in spirit. Manifest what is invisible in the visible. Take what is done already in heaven and manifest it in the earth. Our worship does that. When we conform, worship is conforming to the image. In other words, let me give you a quick picture of worship. When Michael Jordan was on the scene. Now, if you had seen Michael, you know Michael had this in his chest, tongue hanging out of his mouth, uh, fadeaway jumper, the shoes and all that. Well, when you would see someone who had the bald head, shoes, jersey, and all that, and they did those mannerisms, you would say, wow, he really plays like Jordan. Man, he looks like Jordan when he plays. What? Because they've conformed to the image. That's what worship is, conforming to the image of the one you reverence. So when we reverence God in truth and in spirit, we will conform to the image of Christ, the Son, and the Father. We will conform to that image. And then our worship, then what we do is real. Our says Jesus is looking, looking for true worshipers who will worship him in truth and in spirit. You must have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Get the order right. Get the order right. Get the purpose. See, that's why a long time ago, probably about a couple of months ago, I told, I put out a Facebook post. And it was just a general Facebook post, but I was praying that pastors read it. I said, you know what? For many of us, we need to shut the music off in our churches. And, of course, that was not <laughs> received very well. But, you know, I tell them, shut the music off. Let's get back to the centrality of the word. Let us make sure that our people know who they are 
and then reintroduce it. But if you notice in Genesis 1, he doesn't say anything about worship because worship was automatic in Adam. As long as Adam did what God said, as long as he obeyed him, he, was, he didn't have to tell him to worship him. That was natural. He didn't have to. He wasn't created to worship. He was created to rule and reign. But worship had to be taught to the sons of God again because of the rebellion and the cause and the rebellion and the consequences of sin. Sin messed up man. Man now had a double mindset. And when man would repent, now he enters into worship where there's a relationship and a oneness with the Spirit of God. So worship was necessary. It needed to be taught to the sons of God because they had another nature within them because of sin. Because that nature can act independent of God. That's why worship had to be introduced. That's why in the Old Testament you had uh, parts of the ceremonies and the sacrifices were considered to be worship. And that's why it's called sacrifices. That's why it says the spiritual sacrifices are what? A broken and contrite heart. But before sin, that was not to be. Adam simply was the son of God, ruling and reigning, and being the exact representation of his father. He was walking in his created purpose. So I urge you this day, let us get worship right. Shut the music. You got to shut the music. I'll shut it off as a pastor. Look. It's your responsibility to watch over the flock. And when things are out of order, God will hold us as leaders accountable. Never let music rule and reign where the word is supposed to rule and reign. I pray that you get the order right, studying how to be a son. Start studying that. That's important. And I urge you this day that you seek your sonship, seek a relationship with your Heavenly Father, and I know that God will order and put worship in its proper perspective, and then you'll be able to see who the true worshipers are. They are the sons of God. May God bless you and keep you. Here's our prayer till we meet again on the kingdom perspective. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.